Welcome to Move to Germany with Ease, the podcast that brings you real-life stories and valuable insights from experts who have successfully relocated to Germany. On this last episode of the Tell Your Story Inspire Others series, I'm joined by Nointle Barrow. Nointle is an exceptionally talented singer and songwriter who has made her mark in Germany's vibrant music scene. In this captivating episode, Nontle takes us on a musical journey, sharing her incredible experiences, including her time at the renowned Lion King musical in Hamburg. She also reveals the incredible story of how she accidentally founded her music business, Nontle Barrow Entertainment in a foreign land, showcasing her determination, passion and creativity in pursuit of her dreams. Join us for this inspiring conversation with Nontle Barrow as we celebrate her musical journey in Germany. Welcome to the show, Sissel. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, yeah. And to just kick things off, uh, one of your recent tweets mentioned something about... Uh, oh, God. She, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is the best way to start a show, but it mentioned something about encouraging people to shoot their short and then other things except just shooting short for uh, for relationship and stuff. And I feel like it encompasses how I got to... To, to invite you on the podcast because I was like hey there's nothing to lose let me just ask and see if she has time to do an interview and you were so kind enough to say uh you would join me so thank you for joining me on the show thank you for inviting me yeah and yeah um normally on the first part of the show I just want to catch up with um my, my guests and find out um how has the last two years have been for for the guests especially for you when it comes to performing arts how has that affected your your work so to say i mean of course you live in germany like me so i think you know that um we were in lockdown for quite a while so the first lockdown started um in march and i think it was the, the second week of march 2020 yeah. and it went all the way until july that was the first hard lockdown and then so we the country sort of opened uh, from july 2020 to october and then we mm -hmm. went back into hard lockdown for over seven months because it started mm. in a, actually it was 10 months because um we only started opening again in july uh, and during that time there were no live events at all that were allowed so it was so fascinating for me because that was the longest break that i've taken from being off stage in my life yeah. i mean i started performing in 2000 um when did I start working? 2004, 2004, straight after, no, 2006, sorry, straight yeah. after university. Um, and I've never had such a long break since then. And um, it was, I, I felt like it was a, a much needed break just for reflection. I took the time really to reflect and introspect about what it is that I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So that's how I use my time. And I mean, it sounds like you found a positive in it, even though the time itself must have been difficult because at the end of the day, um, you are not a hobby mus musician. You're someone who does this for a living. Yes. And um, I wanted to find out because I knew that for, for bigger businesses like uh, flight companies and everything, mm -hmm. they got subs uh, subsidies from the government to help mm -hmm. keep them afloat while things mm -hmm. were looking bad as to what were the means that the industry was here was trying to keep itself going in a time where really there wasn't much happening. I mean, fortunately, we were also subsidized um, for the loss of income. Obviously, it wasn't 
as much as I would have usually earned throughout the year, but mm. also I wasn't suffering financially. And I'm very, very grateful for that because I know in South Africa, for example, a lot of the performing artists, they didn't get any uh, financial aid from the government. So if you were not working during that time, it means you didn't earn any money. Um, so yeah, I was very fortunate to be living in Germany. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember when the artist back at home went mm. on the streets to go protest because mm. things were really escalating mm. and not really uh, being considered. So yeah, um, just to bring things a little bit back uh, yeah. and also taking, for people who've like understood, okay, she says she's in Germany, she's a performing artist. Yes. Like, uh, can you tell us a little bit, or, or where does Nontle come from? And um, a little bit about your upbringing and how you got into performing arts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a follow-up question to this, but not to, <laughs> to overload the question as well. Oh, my God. That's a very long story, I think. So I'm originally from uh, KwaZulu-Natal, um, and I was born in Mahlong. I actually tweeted this yesterday uh, because I visited my 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 village or where i was born earlier this year after yeah. 25 years of not being there yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's where i was born and i lived there the first couple years of my life until my grandmother passed away unfortunately and then i grew up in durban basically um and i studied um after matric i studied uh acting for singing acting for theater for tv film and theater at the new york film academy in new york city and i also studied musical theater at the Tswana university of technology and i so sometime in my high at the beginning of my high school i actually won a performing arts competition we can talk about that a little bit later on because yeah. that was very fascinating <laughs> um and yeah i just always wanted to live overseas um, after winning that competition, uh, because that was my first experience of going overseas, of experiencing, you know, the world outside of South Africa. And it was always my dream to live overseas. I guess it was a manifestation. Yeah. You know, like I do believe in the power of manifestation. Um, and that's how I ended up in Germany, basically. Yeah. And, and something that I share when it comes to, to what you said just now is that one of my biggest wishes, like, even if it doesn't mean to come to Europe or the US, I wish that every single South African could get the opportunity to leave their country for a short while Absolutely. and come back and see how much they're going to see things differently. And, Absolutely. and I think it's also the reason why we are not at home because we've seen, yeah. okay, cool. You might think that these borders are what is to achieve. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. there's more and Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I also wanted to, to track back to, um, I mean, I, I know from doing my research that um, academically, this is not what you had seen for yeah. yourself and you had other <laughs> oh wishes because you were, you were thriving there as well and thought, okay, cool, you might go into uh, uh, biomed as well. Oh my and goodness, you really researched me. <laughs> trust me, I tried. <laughs> wonder where you got that information from well um yeah i i was very i was one of those kids like i was very smart very intelligent mm. academically intelligent um and i had a passion for mathematics physics and biology and i this is what i pursued actually uh, throughout my high school i hated history hated geography um and so i wanted to be a biomedical technologist or um anything that had me in, in that uh, particular uh, industry or field that direction 
Uh, and it's so insane because when I look back now, I don't know how on earth I ever would have survived working in a lab. <laughs> you know, it's so insane, right? Um, so what happened was when I started high school, as I said earlier on, within the first two weeks, I had a teacher. Her name was Miss Amanda Pahari. And she came to me and she's like, um, hi, Nontle, I really want you to enter this performing arts competition that I did not know about, by the way. Mm. Um, and I want you to perform, a, you know, this poem, poetry. I was like, girl, I don't even like poetry because to me back then, I just thought, you know, Shakespeare, I just thought this like British classical um, poetry. And I was like, no, that's definitely not my vibe. And she was like, I'm going to train you to do it. And if you win, you're going to go to America. And that was the point. I was like, really? She was like, yes, you're going to go to America if you win. And I said, okay, cool, then let's do it. And so it was that. And you had to enter, I think, back then, a minimum of, of four categories. So I chose singing, which I also did not think I was good at, by the way. Huh. I never thought I was good at singing. Um, so I entered that. And I think there, there was two other categories that I can't even remember. And... Then I did go for the competition and I won three gold medals. So it was first place and one silver medal, which was the second place. And then mm. I did qualify to represent South Africa in the United States, uh, performing all of this. And that's basically where my entire um, perspective and, and my dreams changed because I was like, oh, that means I'm really good at performing. And I also want to live overseas when I'm older. So that's when I started uh, having an interest in performing. I mean, in pursuing the performing arts. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's also like a beautiful story of finding out that mm -hmm. at times uh, and when we're young or even like an, in our adulthood stage, we think we know what we want to do until yeah. the universe is like, okay, this is where yeah. you might be fitting best. And you, you might find out that, okay, yeah. my entire life was based on something that I thought. Yeah at not what I'm really purposed to do so absolutely a beautiful story to hear and I mean seeing that you're now living here and um and part of the music and performing arts industry here yeah there's something that um I feel like you know as a South African I it's I, I've lived here for for more than five years I still okay. don't understand how it works for someone who is not born here and someone who's doing more performance rather than mainstream uh, recording and releasing yeah. music. And so how, how have you found the music or the, the performing arts industry here in Germany to be? And if there's any support and ways for one to make it if they're not from here? Well, I, I don't need, how do I answer that question? I, again, I feel like for me, that was, also God and the universe conspiring in my favor. That was also never part of my plan. That was not part of my dream. So yeah. what I do right now, it was literally just God. So I came to Germany um, as part of the Lion King a theater production. But after being in the show for quite a while, I for five years, it was a thing for five years, I just wanted to change. So I quit my job. And the initial plan was actually to, to leave and, and, and move to the United States. That was my plan when I decided to quit my First job. Love. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but somehow I, 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 I ended up starting again by chance. When I tell you that it was by chance, I started doing events uh, because I 
for it as 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 we went out this one day with a group of friends to a restaurant right we went out to a restaurant and it so did happen at that particular restaurant they had live music and mm. then i took the mic and i started singing um really just you know jamming and someone actually said to me because i was singing like so many different songs and then somebody who was in the audience um said to me oh you literally like um like a vocal dj and i was like what does that even mean and they were like you know so many songs you know so many songs you could literally you can seriously do this for a living where you perform at events yeah mm. and that's where that idea actually came up and then i started doing some research and i realized that the live events industry in germany is huge germans spend a lot of money um, in their private events whether it's weddings whether it's corporate functions whether it's uh birthday parties they really invest a lot of money in that um and yeah and then i just i, I started doing that i i was also at some point i think right at the beginning i was performing um in hotels as well um and that's how i i built my business to where i am today yeah because i would say like i've never actually been to a wedding here in uh in germany where yeah. there hasn't been a a performer or like uh, an artist that is uh booked to come and perform and mm -hmm. it's it's not seen because weddings season is also like a specific time yeah it's summer people get married throughout the whole year it's like that summer period here but it is something where when you mentioned hotels and other events i mean like now if it wasn't for the pandemic it's like the end of year functions and stuff where mm -hmm. i can see how it works and i mean amongst uh obvious challenges would be what these last few years have been but has there been then challenges at the beginning of um your business where you found out okay cool maybe i have these regular gigs that i can go to mm -hmm. but breaking outside of hamburg where you live and to other places has been like has there been challenges in breaking out of the the small uh, the city that you live in i know unfortunately not unfortunately sorry fortunately i've been very again blessed with that it, it just it it just grew i i also i'm very lucky to have my boyfriend works in marketing so he also helped me um you know to do my marketing for me so that i'm easily found so if you google my name on on, on or if you're looking for let's say a singer event singer in hamburg or eventing, I think in Germany as well. Uh, my name, I think, is one of the first ones that come up on the Google search. So, um, I, I, what I did at the beginning is I started reading um, a lot of business books because that's one of the things that we artists don't do. We look at ourselves just as artists, right? But you are actually a business. You're literally the business. You like. Um, if if I, if I was working for uh, uh, like a like a, a tin food manufacturer, I am the mm. tin food, right? So you have to learn how to brand yourself, how to market yourself. You have to learn how to. There's just so many aspects that have absolutely nothing to do with me being on stage that I had to invest time in doing, and that's what exactly what I did. But the 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 biggest challenge, to be honest with you, it had very little to do with breaking outside of hamburg it actually had more to do with understanding the german market oh. because germans are not like south africans and the first i think it was the first two years of me freelancing i just could not get them i didn't i couldn't figure out what they wanted to hear when mm. i was on stage so it was building their repertoire that was more of a challenge and 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 really 
entertaining them um, and, and understanding what they like, that was more of a challenge than me breaking out of Hamburg. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can already imagine instances where a very, uh, like one of my favorite songs breaks out at an event and I feel like this would be the right moment to dance, but this is not how people enjoy the music. They could be sitting down while you're having a very vibey song that needs them to stand up. They could be singing down, uh, sitting down and enjoying it. And you're like, okay, if it was back at home, we would be all on the dance yep. floor and not even looking at the person who's performing because we're taking it in, in our way. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I, I, I would think that they actually just hated me. I was like, oh my God, they must really hate because they would just sit there and just watch. And I'm like, are you supposed, like, you're not clapping, you're not saying anything. But then after the performance, they would come back to me and be like, oh my God, that was so moving. That was so incredible. And it took a while for me to understand the culture um, and, 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 and the market. Yeah, I, that's that's uh, a matter of also like take what you said with taking yourself uh, serious as a business yeah. that uh, if that one time you don't get a good review but your product is still bought then uh, yeah. don't don't take a big hit don't 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 be too hard on yourself the yeah. product was bought so i get that and um moving on the on the to a part of um having to market yourself as a business how has maybe social media played a role in how people perceive you because these days we follow people brands more uh, more because of who they are mm-hmm. and then the talent and everything comes behind has has that also affected how you you ha- you go on social media or are you still pretty much anyhow i can express my thoughts without being limited this is my problem <laughs> I'm too much of a free thinker. I go through yeah. these periods. I'm like, okay, Monthly, you really have to control what you post. You have to control. But then th- that's just me, you know, like that's just me. I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, you will know that I just have an opinion on everything in the world. I'm the most opinionated person that I know. <laughs> uh, but luckily for me, um, Germany or the Germans are not so much into Twitter actually um and i feel like they even started getting into instagram last year during the pandemic before that i was not focusing on marketing myself on um on 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 instagram Mm. um they are into facebook but i don't really use facebook that much to be honest with you um so i was using my websites um, and other, other platforms. There's a number of entertainment, um, or event, uh, platforms around Germany. Uh, but no, I, I don't really, I, I should learn how to control myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this interview and that question wasn't me trying to censor you. Please continue. The people who follow <laughs> you probably follow you because they, they want to know what you think. And, and amongst things that, that, yeah. that, that, um, are still related to social media. You, you one where, like one thing that I find hard myself is how to answer questions from South Africans when they ask us about um, living abroad or living in Germany. Because mm. uh, as much as there's the internet and information is really accessible these days, people still take what I said because I live here as the yep. fact. Yep. And my question then to, to you would be, do you feel like you have a role to play in A, informing or uh, or kind of giving a picture to South Africans how life is in Germany and then be like changing the picture of South Africa to Germans while being here 
Oh, that's a very tricky question. I don't... I don't feel like it is my responsibility, but it's somehow become my responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Because I get questions about Germany or about overseas. I really say overseas all the time to a point where I was like, you know what? I have to just accept this from God, from the universe. Um, You know, I I host spaces now uh, Mm. once in a while. Um, to answer people's questions about life overseas because I do understand that, you know, there's a lot of information about the technicalities of immigrating online, right? Um, Mm. But life as a South African, as a Black person, um, as an immigrant, you know, people are going to relate to me, especially people who follow me on on social media, they are going to relate to me and my personal experiences more than they would to, let's say, a blogger who moved from America to Germany because they don't yeah. know them, you know. Yeah, those are, ex- those are experts, yeah. not, experts, not immigrants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, so I, I I it's I don't think it's I don't think it is my responsibility, but it's it's also something that I've just accepted. And and I'm someone who's happy anyways to share information to help people out whenever I can. So I I don't mind sharing that information. Unfortunately, sometimes people do become entitled to me answering those questions mm. and to helping them. I, I have someone who regularly in you know dms me on instagram and tells me i think they say something like oh i i've applied for a job and they want to know that i know someone so can you send me a letter i don't know the person i've never met them so Mm. you know sometimes once in a while i'll get people like that but in general i i have to be honest and say that people you know they just want to know um and and and, and it's, it's often and most times it's very respectful and they just need help. And I don't have a problem with sharing that. Yeah. I mean, within my circle of friends and family, I always say, cool, I'm, I'm one of the, if I'm not the only one who's living here and within my family, I'm the only one who's been here. Mm. So it is kind of like, I am their eyes of being mm. here. I, they, they experience being here through me and, there's mm. times where I'm like, I wouldn't share this, but I'm going to share this just so the mm. next person who sees it, who mm. might not believe that it's possible to, to be somewhere yeah. else, sees it. But at times, there's times where I just want to be reckless me and <laughs> I don't have to be too responsible. So I, I kind of get it where it's like, it becomes a responsibility that you don't choose and one that yeah. just happens and falls on your shoulders. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving to one of the questions that I, I really made sure that I put uh, in this podcast is one of one that made you move to, to Germany, uh, working on, uh, on the Lion King musical mm-hmm. as to um, how, how has that experience been? And if I'm not mistaken, some of the parts, if not all, are done in German and how that was uh, for you in the beginning and to now if you've gotten used to it, because I saw that you did a show recently as well. Yeah, all of the parts are in German. The entire show is in German. When you come in to Hamburg, actually, or when your daughter is old enough, you have to let me know, and then you guys can come and watch the show. It's it's really it's incredible. A must. Yep. It's amazing. Um, at the beginning, of course, it was a lot because when I arrived in Germany, I did not speak a word of German, um, and back then, I knew nothing about Germany either. So it was just starting 
afresh, life afresh. Um, but luckily, there is a phonetics teacher um, and they spend time with you and they teach you the entire show in six weeks, just six weeks. So you arrive here not speaking a word of German and within six weeks, you're speaking German. Uh, that is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And I also played different roles. I played... Mm six different roles yeah four singers and, and and two characters um in the show so it was a lot of work but very fulfilling very challenging um and a lot of fun yeah i i mean i think what for for a person who's been to hamburg lots of time and also been like on uh on the ferries just that go yeah. around hamburg i know where it is and i just now can't figure out why i've never been there but but you mentioned that the, the, that you play different roles. That that adds a little bit of challenge because you could get used to saying the same script yeah. if you have one role the whole time. But yeah. if at a different time, you have to jump in and do a different role. Yes. You now have to know the whole show. And I think it it adds to understanding everyone's role within the, yeah. the show that it's not as easy as you think or if you have a smaller part that it's it will come where you have to play the bigger role. Yeah, I mean, when you see the show, you will uh, you will see it. I mean, when you watch the show, you're going to see it's a very complicated show. Um, mm. It's one of the most challenging musical theater shows because of all of the of the pieces. Even the costumes are not regular uh, theater costumes; they're actually puppets. Mm-hmm. So it's an incredibly vocally challenging, um, phonetically challenging, as well as physically challenging show. Um, yeah. And that's why after five years, I was like, okay, I need to take a break. But it seems like I've never really been completely out of the show because I've done it every year since I've left it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, well, when you mentioned the five-year gap, I was like, was this this year's uh, performance the first one since the whole five years? No, no. Um, so I left the show in 2000. I think 2013, if I'm not mistaken, 2013. And then I went back in 2014, 2015. I've gone back regularly for a couple, either for a couple of weeks or a couple of months since I officially left the show in 2013. Actually, someone said to me, I need to make a compilation of all my final show videos because I've had, <laughs> I think, over 10 final shows, final bows at that particular show. And I'm, I'm really considering doing that. I think it'll be very interesting. <laughs> I think uh, the day you have your final final, I should have missed that one. <laughs> Even know when that's going to be because like you know um you said you must have seen the video then on my instagram um mm-hmm. recently where they called me last week monday and asked me to jump on by the end of the week and i had one one hour rehearsal and somehow everything just came back even though i hadn't done the show you know since uh 2018 february um we don't count the last two years obviously so that's yeah. almost four years and somehow everything just came back because i had done the show before the prior to that for a very long time so yeah yeah and um speaking about one uh fellow mate from from uh the production yeah. who is now uh making moves here in germany and yes. a show that you were also part of is Uu Kukuzun. yes what i wanted to ask you is not your experience of uh being on the show it's basically now when you went to go watch her perform in mm-hmm. the semi-finals and everything yeah 
the emotions you went through knowing that you were also part of it and how proud you are of her. Yes. Yeah. I am just proud of her. Um, you know, I, I know it's not a, it's not an easy show to be on. It's a fun show to be on, but obviously it's not because you have, first of all, you don't have your family here. You don't have all of your friends here. Right. Mm. And you are dependent on the votes. Um, and you can only vote from Germany, from Austria and from Switzerland. Right. Um, and I'm just so proud of her that she has been able to convince so many Germans to actually vote for her and she deserves it. She has one of the most beautiful voices um, that I've ever heard. Like, I don't even think that she's reached her peak on the show because I've, I've heard her obviously live, like I've performed with her mm. um, and she's just so incredible. And also the fact that she's from Durban, like me, it even makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, and... And the whole thing that I that I thought about is like, okay, cool. For her to make it to the finals, it means it's only talent and how good she yeah. is because her, like she rallied a group of friends yeah. and a group of family yeah. members to tell their friends and family and so forth. It's basically, I'm going to go on stage, lay it all out. And then if you are yeah. impressed, please vote for me. And yeah. I, that's a big move. And I mean, I, it must have given you a few flashbacks to your time when you did it and and it must have been fond memories as well being there again, unless you had been there before for other shows as well. It was my first time being in a TV uh, audience show. I mean, in the TV show as an audience member. My very first time. I've actually never done yeah. that. So, <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> Ironically, right? Um, and it was, of course, it brought back fond memories. Um, it was... I think for me, it's also similar to being back on the Lion King stage. It's just one of those things that stays with you for a very long time. It was a great experience. Um, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I actually, I think even now you can still hear my voice is not completely back because I was screaming so hard for her <laughs> on Sunday. So. I think I would have to it. I did there because you're like, Okay, more than just her being South African, as we mentioned mm. before, her talent is one that yes. is is unmatched, and therefore knowing yes. that you're the only South African in the yeah. crowd, or yeah. like a few, you you have to go wild for her and make of sure course, that she absolutely. feels your presence. They even said that we were there was, I think eight of us there, not South African. Some of the people are were her friends yes, that she's yes. made from here in Germany, but they actually mentioned uh, the presenter was like, "You actually have the loudest." you know, a fan, fan club here. And it was just eight of us. The other contestants, obviously they were here with their friends, with their families. They had like 20, some of them had 30 people supporting them. So I was so, I was just so happy about how we were able to show up for her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, I, I know that there's quite a lot of things that I've left out, but like I've said pre-show that, I do not want to ask you questions that you've answered before. And I would like to, to think that some of the topics we've covered, I've went about it in a different way. But before we wrap up the show, we have this uh, uh, segment of rapid fire questions. Basically, Ooh, okay. I have, I, have te they, I don't know why I'm calling them rapid fire. They might uh, require a little bit of thinking. And, uh, okay. and uh, so it's basically, I have te 10 questions here. Yeah, uh, then they are numbered from one to ten. I'd like okay. you to give me five numbers, and you're only gonna uh, use five of them. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's do. 
um four seven mm-hmm. uh what else? six six that's my Two mom's more. birthday um three and ten and ten cool in no particular order question number 10 is um what is something that you're good at that others might not know about Wow, that is an interesting that others may not know about. Um, uh, I guess baking. I don't know. If, I mean, I've posted it, so maybe people do know that I'm good at baking, but I'm really good at baking. I don't think uh, in my research or in finding out who you are, I came across anything that told me that you're good at baking. So it is one because as okay. a performing artist, you're only known for your, <laughs> for your art. And that, that, is, that is one. okay let's go to question number four and that is um okay what advice were you given that is the most rewarding meaning that advice you were given maybe a long time ago that you still live by till this day so my favorite advice is from my mom and that is be content with what you have do not envy what other people have because you don't know how they get the things that they do. Just learn to be genuinely happy for people and be content with what you have. Nicely said. And question number seven is, um, what does the first hour of your day during the week look like? Here I'm trying to find secrets to success. Maybe they lie right there. Okay. So uh, the correct answer would be, that I wake up in the morning and I meditate and I go, um, you know, I make a, uh, I go for a run or to the gym and then I have a smoothie. That would be the correct answer. But the reality is I wake up, I make myself a cup of coffee and I check my Twitter. I check my Instagram. <laughs> check my WhatsApp. <laughs> that is actually what I do the first hour of the day. Hey, enough. One day I'll find I'll find the secret to success. It's like I, like the right answer that you said before. That's what everyone is expecting. But we are chaotic beings. Not every day is gonna go perfectly, and that's just Absolutely. okay. Well. You know, it's like you know. Um, I think it was I don't know if it was Bella Hadid or but it, I think it was Bella Hadid who said, you know, sometimes I have a salad, sometimes I have a burger, and I that's the most important thing about life. You have to live a balanced life. There really are days though when I oh, actually not just days, it's like periods of my life where I'm very disciplined and I do wake up in the morning. I will wake up. I will meditate. I will go for a run or go to the gym. Um, I will spend some time journaling um, before I ever touch my phone. So uh, there are days and periods like that. And I think those are extremely important to, you know, to, to stay focused on what you're doing, because I, I tend to be much more productive when I do start my days off like that. That is the reality compared yeah. to the days where I wake up and the first thing I do is pick up my phone because you think oh, I'm just going to check quickly for 30 minutes and then you see it's like, you know, three hours later on. So, but, yeah. but balance is good. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, this is no place for judgment. I know exactly <laughs> that I have days like that as well. So <laughs> we'll move right along. <laughs> okay. The next question is question number three. It says, um, what is something that you know now that you wish you could have known 10 years ago? I'm putting a limit so that you can try and Ooh. find who you were 10 years ago. Jeez. Okay. Um, 
that is what is something that I know now that I wish I would have known 10 years ago I think I wish I could have known not to obsess so much over my weight yeah that's something I was very obsessive over my weight like extremely obsessive until last year I think the you know the the pandemic the lockdowns the they're just the realities of the pandemics. They taught me um, to appreciate and be grateful for my body. And, you know, because I'm alive and my body kept me alive over the last mm. two years. But before that, I really, um, you know, I even did post about it. I think it must have been on my Instagram or something where I, I, I was posting old pictures of myself and I was like, I cannot believe I thought I was fat. I was always skinny. I've always been skinny very, very weirdly, but for some reason I always thought I was fat. Um, and, 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 and I realized just how obsessed I was with that. So over the last year, two years, actually, I've just been focused more on being happy and being healthy and enjoying life. Yeah. And I mean, that's how it should be. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had known that 10 years ago. True, true, <laughs> true. Oh, man. And the very last question is, I think this I might, I might have heard already within our previous okay. answers, but let's see. What is that one thing that distracts you from productivity you wish you Social didn't have media. or do? Yeah. <laughs> Social media. Absolutely. Twitter, particularly Twitter. Social mm. media. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a double-edged sword because yeah. it does help in some yeah. ways and in some ways it does really stop you from just being yourself and focusing on what you want to get but yeah, yeah on top of that it's a very uh bad cross i would like to first thank you for joining me today and mostly where could the people find you on social media <laughs> if you, <laughs> you can find me on on, on, on Twitter, on Instagram. I wouldn't say on Facebook. You will see me on Facebook, but I'm very much not on Facebook. Uh, on my website, I also have a blog called The Chocolate Diary. I haven't blogged all year, uh, but that's something that I really want to get back to next year is blogging on my YouTube as well, Monthly Barrel, everywhere. That's why I'm Monthly Barrel. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasant uh, chat. And for me, the best... Um, way to end off season two of my uh of my podcast so thank you very much for being thank the last one for this season thank you so much and i wish you all the best um when you premiere the new season next year i assume uh yeah, yeah this season will end beginning of 2022 and then we'll see how to go about for the next one i need break as well of course and then take it from there i look forward to it thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you before we wrap up the series, I've got two quick things to ask from you. Firstly, click follow or subscribe so you won't miss our next episodes. Lastly, hop over to our website www.movetogermanywithease.de. It's like a treasure chest of tips and guides to help you kickstart your move to Germany. Remember, planning is the first big step towards making your dream happen. Thanks for being with us. Until next time.